Welcome to the Educator Wellness Center podcast. This podcast is for anyone who serves in education. You cannot pour from an empty cup, and so this podcast will focus on practical self-care strategies that you can implement so that you can be at your best for your students, your family, your community, and most importantly, you. Welcome to episode six of the Educator Wellness Center podcast. My name is Mike. I am a husband, father, high school principal, and uh, today is March 16th, 2021. And that kind of bears, um, you know, maybe a little asterisk or footnote in um, at least my history, my life, because it was over um, just one year ago, uh, March 16th, 2020, where we had uh, shut down schools for what ended up being a, uh, the rest of this, that school year as uh, part of the COVID pandemic. So today marks one year uh, since that. And so I thought I'd like to talk a little bit about that today as well as some um, asynchronous ping pong, a self-care strategy regarding email and uh, you know a couple of other things here as we go through the podcast. So um, you know, I want to rewind a little bit and, and talk about my experience presenting at a conference virtually, um, and that was for the Michigan Council for Exceptional Children. And so that was during the first week of March, and normally this conference is held in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, which is a pretty cool town. I've been fortunate enough to go and present there on several topics. Uh, this time I was presenting on Uh, social and emotional learning for adults and what are some things that you could uh, do and of course it was virtually and interestingly enough they uh, you know normally conferences are held during the day but this conference my time slot was actually at like 5 15 in the evening so that was kind of kind of interesting Um, i had set it up so that i could present from my office here at work and um so it kind of went like this. Uh, first off, you were supposed to be able to use subtitles. And so I thought that uh, I had practiced. I had been using Microsoft uh, Office 365. I had set up PowerPoint. Um, it had worked. And then, of course, when you go to present at the conference, the subtitles don't work at all. But what was interesting about this is that you had a host, and the host uh, set up the Zoom and they started the recording, but then it was basically like a podcast. I was talking for just about an hour to a screen. You couldn't see any of the other participants. Um, You couldn't see the chat going on, only if something popped up that the host let you know. And so it was an interesting dynamic to just kind of talk through the slides and try and measure your pace that way. Uh, to get through the hour. So it was a really cool experience. I think definitely doing the the podcast that I've done here with this and, and with some other ones, having that practice to just kind of be going through and have no way to gauge um, how the staff is, you know, or how the participants are interacting at all or anything like that. So it was a cool experience. Uh, I would definitely, you know, obviously prefer to be back in person doing conferences and workshops, but uh, it was another cool experience just learning how to navigate this whole 
digital platform. So, uh, you know, like I said, today is March 16th, and it is one year for us at least when we had shut down. So, um, kind of the the week that I had last week was similar to the run up in terms of school closing down. Uh, for us, we had parent-teacher conferences on a Thursday night. Of course, the difference this year is that they were all virtual. And then we had a professional development day on a Friday, and then we were shut down. So I remember for me a year ago, the parent-teacher conferences, there was words that some uh, states were shutting down. I think Ohio was kind of on everybody's mind. The next morning I walked into the PD and we had this day planned, we were gonna get going, we were all in the media center, and I remember standing in front of my staff saying, I don't know. All I know is that we are going to um, be shutting down. We thought it was only gonna be for a two week pause, uh, so we need to kind of get some things together. Uh, it was a real quick turn and pivot, and then what ended up happening obviously is, you know, school shutting down for the remainder of the school year, and we opened up back in September for face-to-face -face learning with a good portion of our students. But then, um, you know, there are obviously kids that were virtual. Some schools are still just getting back into the mix. And so it's been this really weird, obvious school year uh, around here now. There are some, um, you know, because things are opening up a little bit here in Michigan, um, you're seeing some schools report some spikes in cases and that sort of thing. The good news is the huge upside is that people are, are you know, getting access to the vaccines. But um, this past weekend, uh, the weather was nice, didn't have anything on the docket, so I found myself out on the trails. And one of the things that I love to do is get out onto the trails, uh, run, hike, uh, you know, for uh, however long I have time for. And I was able to go out to Island Lake, which is a state park, and uh, run the Blue Loop. It's about a nine mile loop. Uh, it's where I first kind of cut my teeth when I started trail running when I was back at Eastern Michigan and found my way to this park. And it's always just kind of been like a home base for me. And interestingly enough, like I didn't really think about it, but I went back and uh, when the pandemic was coming, I had found myself out there um, really just about a year ago, the same time frame, doing a a long uh, hike out there just to kind of clear my head, like getting out into the space, um, getting out into nature, getting out on the trails, and just being able to think. And so I was thinking about, like as we were coming in, you know, today's a Tuesday, it's not a Monday like it was last year, but like the significance of a day and how quickly, if you think about it, a year has passed. And so while people can point to all the, you know, the negative things that have gone on. Uh, you know, I want to give you guys kind of the opportunity to, to frame it in the sort of what are things that you actually learned, right? Where was the growth opportunity for you during this entire 2020-2021 timeframe from March 16th, if that was when you closed to like March 16th today, which is for me how I'm, I am defining it and looking at it in the lens of where are the opportunities that personally you grew and then even professionally where you grew, right? Because in times of stagnant, right, still water, there's usually not a, a whole lot of growth. Sometimes you're just treading water. You're trying to turn around and see kind of like maybe where's the next checkpoint. But in times of 
where there's maybe a little bit of choppy water or um, you know, you're getting into a faster current, that is the opportunity for growth. And if you looked at it from now and looked all the way back about how much you have grown, right? I hopped on a Zoom here um, right before the end of the school day and it was just like natural, how to interact with people, so to speak, how to get on, how to ask to unmute. Whereas a year ago, would have been fumbling all over the place, didn't know how to set up a, a link, didn't know how to invite people, uh, didn't know how to set up the chat, right? Any of those things. So, you know, as a point of reflection, just as an educator, right, as a human being is taking the arc of this last year and not looking at it for all that it was negative, but turning the spin, putting it on a positive light and looking at it in terms of, you know, what opportunities did you have to grow? Where did you move the needle? Where did you see some growth in yourself? Because that is what was important. Um, I was thinking of this as um, the teachers from my daughter's eighth grade class were asking us to write these letters to them um, a, a, ahead of an event. And so, you know, trying to say to my daughter all the positive things that I have seen in her that maybe, you know, you don't say on an every single day, but as you pull back a little bit and say, hey, where have you grown? And maybe that was just for me looking at some photographs uh, recently from when she was a little girl to this emerging young woman um, and, and noticing that and acknowledging that. And we need to do the same for ourselves. So, you know, that is, that's one opportunity for you uh, to engage in some, some positivity is to put a spin on it and say, okay, over the course of the year, what have I learned? And, and maybe just make it real simple, two columns, personal, professional, list it all, nothing negative, take a step back for it, and I think you'll be pretty impressed as to where you have moved the needle. Now, something that has moved the needle in the entirely opposite direction is um, you know, this asynchronous ping pong, um, which is a uh, long word for email. And uh, I've been reading a lot of the uh, early excerpts, listening to some um, podcasts from uh, one of my favorite authors. Uh, he does a podcast too. His name's Cal Newport. Just recently put out a book called A World, a World Without Email. And it's in line with what I have been really working on as a self-care strategy to kind of uh, reduce the um, low-grade stress and anxiety I feel about having to check my phone all of the time to be um, constantly connected, right? Um, because, you know, some early data that was shared in the book, and I think this is really fascinating, and, and just try and think of it the next time you are maybe checking your email, is uh, some data noted was that like every six minutes, we tend to check our email. Now, whether that's on our phone, our tablet, our computer, right? Uh, we have it set to auto push and notify us automatically. And um, on average, right, we get about 126 emails a day. And um, my daughter, who's in eighth grade, she has like 1,200 emails that are just sitting in her inbox. And I was like, why, why do you need these? Just delete all of them, because most of them are all for like clothing places or music. And she's like, I want to, I want to feel uh, important. And you know, um, as she's learning to navigate that thing, you know, I try to get my inbox to zero at every opportunity. But, uh, you know, when email first came about, uh, nobody really talked about whether it was the right thing to do, right? It was just that it was um, a faster way to communicate than a memo, 
but what it did is it created this asynchronous ping pong, right? Think about it. When you're sending an email, you're pushing your idea, your, your agenda, um, a question that you have on somebody else. And then when we get those emails and we see our box fill up, right, um, a lot of the time it's probably clicking through and seeing, okay, how can I, I quickly respond to all of these things? And, you know, since most of us have um, had to shift to learn how to work in a digital platform, whether you were at school uh, doing it at home or whether you're at, you know, at school and people are trying to communicate is that, you know, um, you have this tendency to keep this inbox up all day long. And so I'm guilty of it. Uh, you know, I have certainly had the thing where I have my phone, my tablet, my computer, um, have them all synced together so I can see my email at any time. And, you know, there's that low grade anxiety sometimes that I have certainly experienced about like not wanting to be left out of the loop, um, wanting to make sure that I'm responding timely and not establishing proper sort of uh, work life boundaries, um, which I think is certainly something that has blurred over uh, the course of time. So what it is, is this, these emails are like low friction communication, right? You can send out a something and um, you know you can say, okay, here you, here, you need to do this or can you answer this question? Um, and like I said, it's this asynchronous ping pong where it goes back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes if you are in person, it's just easier to go and ask that person it. Um, but then other times, you know, people always want to put things in writing, and then when you don't respond, they'll be like, "See, they didn't respond." And um, that's maybe a discussion for for a different area. But in terms of uh, swinging the bridge one way and being too much, um, you know, I, I got the book on order from for Cal Newport's book, so I'll be interested to dive into the rest of it. Um, but I have really have been working on um, really reducing, at least for me. The amount of times that I check my email and so here's how I have done it or here are some suggestions for you right I have a laptop uh, that I use for work um, you know, I don't have a desktop because I am doing presentations I'm always around so the laptop is my um, you know you know my main working device and then I have um, an iPad as well that I use and then I have my phone so there's really no reason to have it synced across all three devices because you don't need to be constantly connected. So here are three ways if you are struggling with email um, and especially like when we're gonna talk about like your smartphone, right? Since that's something that's usually always with us all of the time. And if you're checking it constantly, right? Here are three ways, um, whether it applies to work, maybe even applies to your personal, you know, personal emails, whether it's a Gmail or something else, that you can use to try and reduce the um, that maybe that low grade anxiety, how much you're checking it. And so the first thing is, you know, in your settings, you do not have to um, get everything pushed to you, right? Um, if you get it pushed to you, like if you have your Apple Watch or you have your phone, is that as soon as an email gets sent, it floods your boxes and sends you a notification. So the first thing is, is that you can just go into your settings on your phone and change it so that it is manually. So when you go into the mail app itself, right, um, you usually have to pull down, like at least in the iPhone, for it to check all of the email boxes, but it just doesn't automatically populate. 
So that is one way on your device so that you don't have to be constantly connected, right? If you still have to have it, right, and you want to be able to have it on your phone, which is fine, um, set it from push to manual so you don't receive instant notifications. So you have to go into the app actually, physically like, you know, pull down on the screen to get it to check the boxes. The second thing that you can do is even if you have it set to push manually and or not to push manually, to fetch manually, um, and that's not working for you, but you still want to have the app on your phone for the mail and still have access to it at some point, is when you go in and you set up the mailbox, you might have your calendar, your notes, everything else synced except for the mail. So you can have your calendar synced, you can have your notes synced, but your emails will not sync to your phone. And so that's what currently I, I have it set to, um, actually I used to have it set to push, then I have moved it to manual. Now I have turned off the mail sync on my phone. Um, so my calendar populates so I can see what it is that I have on my calendar, but the email itself is not synced to it. It is just a slide of the button um, if I needed to sync it back up. But for right now I have been not doing that. I've turned off the mail sync. Now, if you're really looking to like go for the gusto and like, I can't do this anymore, I'm, I'm too tempted by the smartphone, I'm, I'm tech checking it too much, is to just delete the mail app entirely off your phone. Now, um, I have my Gmail and the uh, Educator Wellness Gmail set up to it um, because that's kind of like my one little hub. Um, but if you're really like looking to make a clean break really use the phone for what it is meant for is to make phone calls, text, maybe listen to some podcasts, is just delete the mail app entirely. So I've been working on this for about a month, and I will tell you because over the course of the year, um, just with everything that happened with COVID and is still going on, right, I was constantly connected. I was constantly checking it. And I knew that, but like I couldn't quite put the brakes on it myself. So um, I was actually giving a presentation on wellness and people, uh, one of the questions that one of what's one of your best self-care tips that you would like to share? And somebody actually shared, you know, um, take the work email off your phone. And sometimes, you know, you need to hear it from somebody else. And it's something that I had never done before. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try that. I'm going to... Um, leave the other email apps on my phone because you know sometimes there's a coupon or something that I have to flag like if we're um, you know if we have to go somewhere and I need to uh, flag a reservation or something I'm gonna put it on on my phone but my work email itself I'm going to um, right now I have it turned off um, on the mail sync. my calendar still goes like I said I usually always take um, a computer or the iPad home every night because uh, I will go home and um, I try and jot some notes or just how I think um, I'll pull out. If I need to check it that way, then I'm done. So like this past weekend, it was um, really the first weekend where we had nothing on the schedule. Um, I didn't check my email the entire weekend and it felt great. <laughs> um, you know, I got out to the trail, I hung out with my family and it was just really nice and I think something over the arc of the year right if you were to go back and say you know what did you learn for um, the entire year you know professionally I learned that I don't need to be hyper connected um, 
all day, every day, right? I need to build in those breaks. Um, for sure, I am someone who could do some work on a Saturday, do some work on a Sunday to get myself together or work late into the evenings to get things done. But just simple as turning off the mail sink for me um, so the mailbox is not on my phone because that is my primary device is a huge weight off my shoulders. So that is something I thought I would share. I think it's a great practical self-care strategy for you to um, you know, try out. And hey, coming up on spring break here or something, if you do have your work email on your phone, uh, might be something for you to do, right? You can try and, and turn off the Fetch manually. Maybe you decide that you're going to turn off the mail sync for all of them, or maybe for the purposes of spring break coming up, you're going to just delete the mail app entirely and when you get back home or when you have to get back into the classroom is that you're going to resync it and then re-engage. So um, I thought that might be something that would be of interest to you guys. I think it's a great self-care strategy is that we don't always need to be hyper-connected all the time. And in regards to the you know, asynchronous ping pong here of emails, uh, that might be something for you to try out. So we hit episode six here. Uh, we skipped a week and uh, we're gonna try and keep up the weekly format here. Would love to hear uh, any feedback that you guys have, even any questions. You can do that by um, one, you can hit the subscribe button. Two, you can send an email to educatorwellnesscenter at gmail.com. Um, that's all one word there. You can find it in the show links and uh, you know, let me let me know what you are thinking, questions, topics, whatever the case may be. So that's going to do it for this week. Keep moving forward, and I will catch up with you down the road.